1: Assalamu alaikum, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. Now, every week, of course, on the show, we look at something that's important to the local Muslim community. And this evening, we have something that we have been following on the radio, and it's been elsewhere in the media as well. It's in fact been one of the biggest stories to affect the Muslim community last year, and that's the case of Major Fatima Isaacs. And she was thrust under the spotlight after she decided to take on the South African National defense force for not allowing her to wear her head scarf now Isaacs was, was charged with willfully disobeying a lawful order to take off the scarf which she has worn under her uniform beret for the past decade Major Isaacs is a forensic pathologist who works at two military hospitals is that not correct is that wrong we have Major Fatima Isaacs in the studio but she can't talk to us right do you want to greet our listeners you can't you can't even greet our listeners
2: Assalamu alaykum wa
3: rahmatullahi wa
1: barakatuh. It's wonderful to have you here but we do understand that because of legal reasons you can't do an interview. Okay. Yeah. But we have somebody else in here Nazima Muhammad. Nazima, assalamu alaykum.
3: Assalamu alaykum to you and to all the listeners, brother.
1: How are you Nazima?
3: Alhamdulillah, I'm Good. fine. How are you?
1: Alhamdulillah. Okay, so what is the critic job?
3: My job. No. She's but, not a uh, for, uh, Major Isaacs is a technologist. She's a medical technologist. Shukran for that. So let me continue. Major
1: Isaacs is a medical technologist. She yeah? is. Cool. Who works at two military hospitals where she had experienced years of upheaval to freely practice her religion. As we know, The case dragged out for a few months and then finally last week the SANDF withdrew the charges. But now a new court challenge against the SANDF's policy is looming and tonight we are going to unpack this further. We will have, we have in studio, like I mentioned, Nazima Mohammed and um, she is... An advisor and spokesperson is that correct that's correct yeah for major fatima isaacs and um the big question that we're going to ask this evening is will the major will this case pave the way for a progressive dress code policy that does not infringe on religious freedom we're also going to have on the phone amy lee payne and she's an attorney with the legal resources center and she was part of the legal team so, I want to um, also encourage you, of course, throughout the show to uh, interact with us. You can send us a WhatsApp to the number 072 2380712. That's 072 2380712. If you've been following the story, if you have thoughts you want to share, you know, um, just even give us a call. Let us know what you what you think about this. The number in the studio is 021 4423530. That is 021 4423530. And I must just say that the views expressed in the program are not the views of the voice of the Capex management or staff. But let's go back to the beginning. Nazima, for our listeners, let's just refresh our listeners. Take us back to where this all started very briefly. What happened and when? In
3: 2019, I'm a bit old, so I forget dates, but I think it could have been at the beginning of May 2019 where I received a telephone call from Major Isaacs who had this problem and she wanted to meet with me. Uh, to ascertain whether I'd be able to take on her case Uh and assist her, because she was charged um, with a disciplinary, um, uh, she was supposed to appear in front of a disciplinary hearing, because charges were laid against her, but she also had a final written warning that was issued to her. So... In my discussion with her, I realized that the the matter was of a serious nature and it had strong um, issues relating to discrimination, particularly religious discrimination against her. So because of the nature of the matter, I agreed to accept the case and you know the rest is history. I in my discussion with her, in fact she and I met for quite a long time um, standing in Kenilworth Center and she had a lot of documents with her and she painfully took me through her entire case, you know, the two of us standing there talking and talking and talking Um, and thereafter you know, once I got home I started studying the documents and I was quite infuriated because contrary to what people know, Major Isaacs has been struggling with this issue for a very very long time and what made, you know, the matter more interesting for me to challenge was the fact that she Wasn't the only person suffering this kind of persecution and inconvenience and an insult, you know, against her person, against her dignity, and so on. There were other Muslim people also who suffered the same issues, and unfortunately some of them, um, I have a lot of love and respect for them because they are brothers and sisters in Islam, but compared to the stance she took to challenge them single-handedly and to refuse to remove a scarf, you know, that Pretty much inspired me to work on the type of strategy that I worked on in order to address her her issue. Um, I think she was incredibly brave and she had a long, long battle against the SANDF.
1: I think we're gonna ask more questions, though. Eh? Like we wanna slowly get the timeline. Okay, yeah? good. So um you meet her, she tells you about the situation. Was there a reason that was given to her why a head scoff? Was not to be worn. I mean, would it impede her doing a job? Would it maybe mean that she's coming to? I don't know. Like, what, what was it a threat? What was it?
3: It's an excellent question, and I think it's so good that you've you've asked the question because these are issues that should be unpacked. But you know, when you're busy with the case, you don't pay attention to the to the finer detail, and yet we should. So thank you, Shukran, for asking the question. I think Fatima's experience was one where she was shown disrespect. She would, for example, be called into the officer commanding um, his office, and she would be told he wants to talk to her. But before he can proceed, you know, um, in having a discussion with her, she must get out of his office and remove that thing from her head. Now... That is not only discrimination, that is umbeskof, that is rude, that's attack on your dignity, you know. Um, That is showing someone absolute disrespect, because she wasn't wearing a thing on her head. She's a Muslim, and a woman, and she's entitled to be respected. And he showed her absolute disrespect. And I know I labour the point. But one of the reasons why I accepted the case was because of this woman's Fearlessness. She wasn't scared. Um, Fatima operates on the basis that she fears Allah and she makes uh, she makes dua, and she loves the life you know um, that she believes she she's supposed to live. And I think that that is probably that makes her you know um, as fearless as what she is, and that she took the stance that she did. Okay, we're going to go for a quick ad
1: break. When we come back, we'll continue with the story. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we are looking at the case of Major Fatima Isaacs. She has taken on the SANDF. Um, in fact, it's not just... Nazima, why did you just tell me now who took on
3: the SANDF? Well, you know, words. we should, <laughs> have, light. Words, we should <laughs> have light moments, but I said to Fatima, We two Muslim titties originated from Bridgetown and Silvertown and we took on the SNDF. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I think what I also just quickly want to go back to is just this point of the headscarf and whether or not there was something in particular about the headscarf. Because look, if there is something technical, they should have told her. They should have said, look, the reason why you cannot wear a headscarf in this particular job is because it will impact on your performance or there must have been a reason, you know?
3: Yes, interesting question and these are issues that the legal team will obviously challenge and unpack in court. So I'm going to Talk a little bit about it No, you know, there isn't a reason When we when we first um, Examined the issues relating To them wanting her to take off A scarf, it was very clear They were anti, in our view Anti-Islam and anti-the scarf Because in terms of their rules And their dress code and policy They allow quite a number of things They allow the Hindus to wear The red bandi, They allow the yamuka for the Jews They allow animals, skin and beard for for African people, they allow even Muslim men, for example, can you know have a beard and so on and so on. Except women in Islam are excluded. Now that is absolutely discriminatory. And from there we decided it's um, you know it's an issue that needs to be that needs to be addressed. Now you must also remember, I can't I can talk for Fatima and I can talk from. Her perspective and our perspective, I can't talk on behalf of the SANDF. You no. know, that is a question I think you should, you sure. know, invite just, them mm-hmm. to answer. But in terms of our argument, and I've made this at the beginning of the case, the issue relating to functionality, you know, how how does the SANDF explain to you, Yazid, or anyone else, or to a court, how can a scarf impact Or create a problem For your performance One as a medical technologist Or even for you Or to you as a soldier Because internationally There are women fighter pilots There are women soldiers in hijab You know the armies throughout the world Are not only Christian armies In our Islamic states We have armies too And formidable ones And women are soldiers So the whole question of functionality you know, it's hugely debatable. And I think it's a weak spot in the case. Yeah.
1: The well, I think we should bring on Amy and Amy, he was the attorney at the Legal Resources Center that, of course, assisted Fatima with her um, court uh, case. Amy, good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue.
0: Hi, good evening.
1: And how are you doing? Good, thanks. And you? Good, thank you. Amy, um yeah, look the matter went to court tell us how you got involved especially with the re- why did the legal resources center get involved
0: okay so um we were approached by nazima mohammed as well as major fatima Isaac to represent uh um, with the criminal court uh the criminal case in the military court that's how we came on board on the case
1: okay so now you must tell our listeners why this was in the criminal court
0: okay Okay, so the, the charge against Major Fatima Isaacs for wearing her headscarf was that she disobeyed a lawful order or command. And that is in terms of um, the law of the SND or the, the act of the F, which is uh, um, their military, their disciplinary um, supplementary act. It is a criminal offence and you can face up to five years imprisonment for the offence. So that's why it was brought in a criminal court against Major Isaacs.
1: That's intense. Five years for wearing a headscarf?
0: Up to five years, yes. Yo. Because it's... So in terms of um, the the military, it's, yes, she's wearing a headscarf, but for them it's the lawful command that she disobeyed by when um, her superior had asked her to remove her headscarf.
1: Did they give a reason why they had asked her to remove the headscarf?
0: So... Um, Mm, excuse me, As um, from the beginning of the case, the SADF has just been wanting to implement their policy, which is their dress policy, which currently states that Major Fatima Isaacs, or, or any Muslim woman, not just Major Isaacs, but that they may not wear a headscarf.
1: I mean, look, I mean, I'm going to look at it from an outsider's perspective, right? Yes. All the person is doing is covering their hair. Uh-huh. So, how is that... A problem. I, I, I would love to. Un- okay, I, I guess the s should answer this. I mean, maybe I should look at yes. the mm-hmm. what they said. Okay. So look, um, I think what I also need to get into is the, the matter and how it proceeded. What was your argument and, and how did you present this as, as, as a case for your client or for Major Fatima?
0: Okay, so um, sorry I you you mean the matter in the in the criminal court as, yeah, as well. it yeah, yeah. last year. Okay. Um so how we presented it is that we had always been on the side that it's unconstitutional what they were uh, requesting from her and the policy as it stands currently. Um so we had we had done written submissions to the director of military prosecutions. Um, in which we had asked them to withdraw the charges against major Isaacs because of the policy, and that the policy was not uh, was unconstitutional and infringed against our right to equality and freedom of religion, so we had based our written permissions on that um we had always had in the back of our mind that we would proceed to the equality court was the matter
1: okay, yeah, so um there was also the military court, of course, right
0: yes. So that was um, what was decided now um, last week, was the military court. So um, last week, they decided on the written representation to which we submitted.
1: Okay. Um, I'm just looking at a news story now, um, and it says okay. um, Muslim Major wins SANDF head scarf case, and now equality court date looms. What's that about?
0: Okay, so currently we have filed an application to the Equality Court. We filed on the 21st of January. This application is seeking to challenge the religious death policy of the SLDS. Um, The religious dress policy, it currently regulates how members of the SNDF may wear their religious attire with their military uniform. For example, and I heard um, Nadima made some examples as well, is that a member of the Shembe Church is allowed to have a long beard or a Muslim man is allowed to have a long beard. But the policy currently states that a Muslim woman is not allowed to wear her headscarf. So we are challenging the policy as it is currently is restricting muslim women from wearing the hijab
1: with the uniform did you look at examples or cases of other women currently employed at the SANDF who are maybe in a similar situation are there other examples in the past so since 94
0: mm-hmm. so currently we we haven't um We haven't spoken to other women, and we can't speak on behalf of them. Um, And we we haven't been approached by any woman who have said that they have a problem, or men who have said that they have a problem with the policy. And we've always only looked at the policy from the perspective of Major Isaacs.
1: Uh So, you know, I think, just to give us um, a summary quickly, so the way forward is what?
0: So the way forward is, um, like you said, the the, um, Equality Court, but um, unfortunately, I can't give that a clear timeline, but the way that it works is that we have filed an application, which we served on various parties, such as like the minister who will be on behalf of the SADF. Um, The minister and all other parties will have time to file a response to our application in which they will state the reasons why they are opposing it should they wish to oppose. Um, But we are unsure by when they will file. So we can't give a clear timeline but the way forward would be that we would proceed with the Equality Court Challenge Mm -hmm. on the policy.
1: I'm just quickly going to look at some of the WhatsApp messages that are coming through. Listeners, you are welcome to participate in the show. You can give us a call throughout the program. The number live on air is 21 four four two three five three oh that is oh two one four four two three five three oh you can also send us a WhatsApp to the number O seven two two three eight oh seven one two that is O seven two two three eight oh seven one two. So listener nine nine six four says Assalamualaikum. Alaikum all I want to know is why was the head scarf the issue? Because your religion shouldn't be a problem at work. It doesn't matter what kind of work you do. Amy do you have any response to that listener?
0: So, um, on the legal side, and I can only speak from the legal side, of course, is that the policy or, or the, the, the headscarf was an issue because of the policy that is currently in place. Yeah. So, the, the SNDF has the religious dress policy and that prohibits the headscarf. Um, so, that, that is the reason why it was an issue.
1: And just to confirm, you say it's only the headscarf that's actually banned in this policy?
0: Um, so, it is also a... Sorry, I'm just. The face for for Muslim man is um, banned as well, and the uh, turban. Okay. So So um, I haven't, I haven't, we haven't looked at all religions and how it applies to everyone. So there might be a few for different religions where something is done. but because we're only looking at things from the perspective of Major Isaacs, we've studied it in terms of the headscarf and our case is relating only to the
1: headscarf. You know, can can an employer fire you though for uh, showing or, um, you know, like wearing it? Can an employer actually fire you for wearing a headscarf? Can somebody so, um, tell you, fire you?
0: So what Major Isaac's way um is, uh, well, on the different path from the firing is that she has to obey a lawful command. And that will always come up. So um they will will say that by her not removing her headscarf, um, that she's not obeying a lawful command. So they are they're facing it differently than, you know, the headscarf itself, but that the she's disobeying a lawful command.
1: Okay. As someone working in the legal fraternity, I mean, the South African Constitution grants us freedom of religion. Is that not correct?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is 2020, not, I guess, 1948. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm just asking these questions as a journalist, just trying to understand yeah, no. what informs this kind of thinking. Because we come from a period of discrimination called apartheid, so this sounds like discrimination. Yeah.
0: Yes, exactly, and that is our um, our stance on the case and why we are assisting my dear Fatima as well. Is that um, it is discriminatory against her. The policy as it currently stands, well, against her and any other woman in the SNDF who wish to wear their headscarf the way that she wears hers. So that is our stance. Um, I think the question is to be posed to SNDF as well as to how we are still at
1: this point. Yeah. Let's go through some of the other WhatsApp messages. Listener 0115 says, Islamophobia exists in the SANDF, which has become a shadow of its former self since 1994. It's not worth being part of a racist organization like that. Uh, Major Fatima should consider making a career change to protect her honor and dignity as a Muslim. Actually, I think they should change the laws. To ensure that anybody could have access to a job. Absolutely. I mean, that's my opinion. You can absolutely. share yours. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, why must she quit her job because they tell her she can't wear a headscarf? Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, listener 3046 is sending a thumbs up and they're making dua for you. Sure. And mean, <laughs> listener 2630 is asking How long has Major Isaac served on the SANDF? Was it a problem when she started?
3: Well, she's working there for 10 years already And yes, it's always been a problem But there were other officer commandings Who were uh, Muslim And they allowed And there were other officer commandings Who were also not Muslim They also allowed So she went through a process of applying And she was allowed But this particular colonel Colonel Malomo I love mentioning his name Sorry, Amy um, He was pretty nasty and rude As I told you Um not only, you know, discriminatory but rude and so she's been battling a while and it's come to the point where I went and begged the LRC and Amy to take on the case and to fight it for me because I'm not an attorney I'm a labour specialist and an ex-CCMA commissioner so I don't have legal standing in the court so Amy, nursing governor uh, Mandy Madurikwa uh, Michael Bishop and the team there, they were absolutely receptive and happy to step in and assist um, uh, my Isaacs, with this case. Thank you, um, Amy. Amy, when it comes to the the um, the team and so on, um,
1: tell us. Took us into the courtroom. Um, who, who did you sort of like? T- tell us about the the process and yeah, like the witnesses and so on. Like, how did that work?
0: With regards to the submission. Yeah. So it wasn't. Um if We didn't have to submit any witnesses because it, it, so before the, the case goes to trial, you're allowed to, to submit written submissions requesting the director of uh, military prosecutions to withdraw the charges. So we hadn't gone to that step where they needed to be witnesses. Um, we had just submitted a written submission explaining why we feel that the case should not continue. Um, and then that was taken up to the director of Military Prosecution and she had made a decision that it should be with, um the motivation of the prosecutor. They had made a decision that it should be withdrawn because they were happy with the way that Major Isaac is currently wearing her headscarf. And as long as she complied with the way that she was wearing it, um, they would be fine with it.
1: Okay, so I mean, there was a, there was sort of like a precedent that had been set by other, if I can use the word loosely, managers, who gave permission for the employee to wear the headscarf, right? So yeah. did this just come down to an individual who was perhaps not informed? I mean, it sounds almost like if there was no problem before and somebody, a new manager, if I can use that word, comes in, I mean, did this person not know about Islam? Maybe somebody should have said something to him that, you know, a Muslim woman chooses to, I mean, you know, like not everybody chooses to cover Mm -hmm. the head, let's be honest. Um, This particular employee, the Muslim woman chooses to wear the headscarf. It's part of a religious practice. It's part of a belief. It's an internalized belief that she... You know, like, I mean, did nobody speak to him? What was it? So
0: I'm not sure why it changed once he came into play. And um, unfortunately, Major Isaac cannot give us her comment on that because she would be best to answer but yeah uh, what's the thing around that why just just, right?
1: just to clarify for our listeners why why can't she speak to us she's sitting here why can't she speak to us yes.
0: so the SNDF has a policy that they are not allowed to speak to the media and we prefer that Major Isaac does not get into any trouble let's avoid the, court cases please yes <laughs> we as a legal team would prefer for her to not speak as well
1: yeah but sorry um yeah the the you were continuing about your the previous question oh
0: um sorry, can you just repeat it I got sidetracked.
1: yeah sorry man the, the thing well. is the thing is just uh, the lack of un- the seeming lack of understanding on behalf of the manager yes,
0: so um if she was allowed previously, she had made written requests. Previously, because of the policy. It all comes down to this policy, and that's why it's so important for us to take it further. Is that with the policy in place, and Major Isaac was aware of it, and that's why she made requests for um her to be allowed to wear her headscarf. But many of her previous managers would were fine with it and had said, No, it's okay, you don't need to do this um, those type of comments. However, when it came to the new manager, he for some reason was either very strict on the policy, um and he was more saying that she's not allowed to wear it and that he won't give her permission to wear it. And that's where the the problem came.
1: Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the WhatsApps. Um, Listener 8691 says the SANDF should be renamed the SANCD. That's the SA National Chauvinist Defense Force because of the way of thinking. Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's go to 1018. Okay, that's totally another topic. Um, 6845 says, I would like to say, say a huge shukran to Major Fatima Isaacs for standing up for herself and for all Muslim women. We support you. And then listener 6961 says, I would love to know what the Muslim Judicial Council's response was regarding this attack on Major Fatima. Was she offered any assistance from the MJC and in fact listener 1370 also says or asks why did the Muslim Judicial Council not get involved long before as they knew about about it a long time ago they should stand up for Muslim women? So Nazima, do you want to
3: answer this? Yes, I don't think it would be appropriate for me to respond to the question. I think the MJC should, you know, be questioned on on that. Um, it's a it's a difficult issue. For Did me. they offer any assistance? I think you should address the Muslim, Muslim uh, Judicial Council. You look quite
1: uncomfortable. You don't want to talk about that.
3: I don't think it's appropriate, you okay. know, for me to um, discuss them. I think you should, you should or could invite them and with them present, then I don't mind. But I think with them absent, I don't think it's it's appropriate. Okay.
1: No problem. Listener 0707 says, I really admire Major Isaacs. She put Allah first. This is a test for all of us. If they get this right, what next? And now we'll go for a quick ad break. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Asid Kamaldin. Um, shukran, of course, for your participation on the WhatsApp line, and also um, you are encouraged to phone in. Um, we are going to be breaking for Maghrib at about 7:52 p.m. Um, that's about eight minutes from now. So you can phone us on the number 0214423530. That is 0214423530. You can also send us a WhatsApp to 0722380712. That is 0722380. Seven one two. We have been receiving WhatsApps. Um, okay, so listener one oh one eight is asking a question. What is she doing there if she can't speak? Dear listener, we have explained. This is a legal matter. She cannot speak due to legal reasons. Shukran for that question. So, Brother listen. Brother Yazeed,
3: yeah. It's also her case, and we are people with adapt. And because it's her case I never talk on her behalf in her absence and she's got the right to come to the VOC it's the community radio station and the sister is gracing us with her presence absolutely and we say shukran to her absolutely now you know the thing is people like throwing stones but
1: um, when it really matters what was the support like
3: well interesting and again you know we must we must be dignified as Muslims and we mustn't slander but I, I like to be honest even if I become unpopular. It was a lonely journey you know with um, Major Isaacs, her mother she's very aged, her sister obviously going through a lot of anxiety and stress, admiring her daughter obviously. And happy that she's um, had the support that she had through myself. We had amazing support from, it's very weird to say it, from journalists. I've always known that people like Nurse and Governor and the LRC is sort of in the shadows. We can depend on them. Um, um, One or two ladies from the Book Up, you know, in hijab, they were sort of around showing us um, um, a bit of support, but that is it. That's it? That is it. The. Um, I mean, this is being the news. People I, I, knew about I this. Th- I, you know, Yazid, I'm, I'm very naive. Um, I assumed incorrectly that I would have. Ladies, you know, from addresses and Muslim men coming to show their support for the one woman in our country who single-handedly stood up, refused to take off her scarf, even though she was shown the disrespect and the krachtdadigheid, you know. I thought that, you know, it would be an easy task for me to help her and there'll be a lot of volunteers to sort of, you know, um, step up. But there was one stage we had to go and sort of beg for money because we, we needed to raise 20,000 rand and so on and so forth. Was that
1: like for legal fees or what?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. And that's when I contacted nursing governor and he said to me, Obviously, of course, we'll do it for you. This is our duty and she deserves, you know, to be respected. So bring it to the Legal Resources Centre and the rest is history. And now we have Amy Lee, we have Mandy, we have, you know, um, Michael Bishop and others. Supporting us, nurses in in Johannesburg. He was unfortunately not available to you know take calls this evening. So alhamdulillah, you know, with Allah's guidance, with Allah's support, we can only achieve all of this because of you know our Creator's intervention and the du'as that's been made. So we shukr Allah for one for the journey and two, you know, that our eyes are are being opened and that. Even though Fatima challenged these people in the SANDF, there are people who suffered. You know, and was forced out just um, not too long ago a lady by the name of Sueba she was a, a, a nurse in the SNDF and she was basically given 24 hours You know, either you remove the scarf or you leave and she refused to remove a scarf and she resigned, she's now working at Belporto as a teacher and she left the job she so so loved and she, there was the lady in the Navy who was forced out, she couldn't finish her education because she refused to move remove a scarf and there are others
1: you know um so yes okay um i'll go through some of the whatsapp messages and then we definitely have to go for the maghrib um break um listener zero one one five says muslims in cape town in south africa are a disappointment it's only when the mjc is calling to protest then muslims turn By the way, I am surprised the MJC didn't get involved. Okay. Shukran for that. Listener8264 says, I also lost my job for going to the mosque two years back and I challenged my management. I really admire the sister. She is strong in Iman. Listener9910 says, Thumbs up to both of the ladies in the studio. Look at the Pakistani woman in the army. They look nice. Yes. Yeah. And then listener 0677 says, we are so proud of Major Fatima Isaacs for standing up as a Muslim woman. And I'm wondering how many Muslim women are also at the receiving end of such treatment and discrimination in the police, the Navy, etc. It's the policies within the standing orders which discriminate against the Muslim ladies and wearing of headscarf. And with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'd like to hear a bit more about the personal journey and the impact. And of course, we do welcome your input as well. You can give us a call or send us Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good evening. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Aziz Kamaldin. If you've been following the show, we've been talking about the case of Major Fatima Isaacs who had taken on the South African National Defense Force that actually wanted her not to wear a headscarf at work. And, of course, um, the matter has gone through various legal processes. And in the end, she can wear her headscarf. Now, listeners, I want to thank you for your input and encourage you to participate in the show. Uh, the number in mean the studio is 021 You can give us a call. That is 021 You can also send us a WhatsApp to 072 2380712. Um, we didn't get a chance to thank the attorney at the Legal Resources Center, Amy Lee Payne. She was on the show earlier explaining some of the legal merits of you know, the case and, and how the argument that they made, especially around our constitutional rights in South Africa, a democratic South Africa, to Practice our religious freedom, and in studio, we still have, of course, we have our guest, um, very fiery and you know, so there for Fatima. It's Nazima Muhammad, she's still with us. And we welcome another guest now into the studio, it's Shyamila Ghani, and she is an activist. So, good evening, welcome, salaam alaikum.
2: Walaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa-ra-ka-tula.
1: So, before the break, Nazima had told us that it's been a very lonely journey. She didn't get a lot of support, I believe. Um, and she also spoke about how she had actually thought that be, that, that there would be more people um, supporting Fatima. So, Shamila I believe that you were actually one of those people who stepped forward. And, and why? Why did you decide to take this
2: up? Look, I have been an activist for many, for many, many years. And um, as a Muslim person and an activist, we had, during the early 90s, similar problems in our workplaces. And as a trade unionist at that time, we had to deal with not being able to wear your hijab, not being able to read your salah, and I thought we would pass all of that. We were part of where we are today, Because of our community's contribution and that has been acknowledged I don't know to what extent but we have so many and and why I got involved is it's something close to my heart Um, I work nationally in the deepest of rural areas and I always mean my hijab I sit in meetings with corporates and with the highest government officials they don't have problems with my hijab so why would an officer in charge have a problem with somebody that wants to contribute positively to this country? Not only that, wearing a scarf, wearing a duk is in African culture. So why would you want to, to, to discredit or... Because in African culture, when you get married, the woman has to wear a scarf, a duke. When somebody passes on, the woman has to wear a duke. So what is the issue? The issue can only be personal.
1: Yeah, especially since we had heard that Fatima had been working for the SNTF for a decade. Yeah. And previous... You know, managers if I can say didn't have a problem with the wearing headscarf. It's only until the, the you know, what was his name, Nazima? It's Colonel Mulomo. Colonel Mulomo. Only when he came into the picture then suddenly yeah. it was a problem, right? So do you wanna continue?
2: I um, want to continue because um for me it is Fatima is somebody's daughter. Fatima is my daughter and that is how we grew up in our communities what hurts the one will hurt the other tomorrow my might not be my my children but my grandchild might want to to enter into the sandf and contribute positively to the country Mm -hmm. and then they will have the same problem we're living in a democracy where we say to everybody will be equal in the constitution it says and we've spoken about that But what was disheartening to me was, when I found out that Fatima was on her own, she had no legal support, nothing, right? Even in her own workplaces. And that is what happened to most of us. Muslims would then stand back and say, it's not my problem. You want to take it up, you deal with it. And no support given by fellow Muslim brothers and sisters. You get it from your support comes from the quarters where you don't expect it, that are non-Muslim. Yes. And that is very sad. And this is what I want to speak to yes. here about as well. We have so many Muslim women's organizations in the Western Cape. We have an authority called the Muslim Judicial Council. I've I've met with them on several occasions. I called them immediately to say, here's the problem, you know about it, it's been going on for so many years. I'm not going to badmouth anybody, right? But the fact is a fact. This is a national issue. So what do you do? We have the Jamia to Ulama, right? This, okay, there's so many... Other branches. We don't want to go into the politics. Essentially represented, of the people Muslim who claim community. to be
1: representatives of the Muslim, Muslim community.
2: community. Why must a woman stand on her own? We say we are Muslim. We live by the principles of Islam. And what is that? That our women in the community must be protected. Who are the protectors? Right? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Out of all of these organizations, there are many women's organizations, including feminist organizations.
1: I mean, this is essentially also like a woman's issue, right? Exactly. Like, it could have just been like some guy saying, I will show you. Yeah. That kind of thing.
2: Exactly. So it's like walking in the street and somebody pulls your scarf off. Or um, somebody tells you, before you come into my shop, take your scarf off. Similar right so who is going to protect our women in this or in, in, in our community so we have women's organizations I personally had contacted women's organizations to say we need to provide support
1: Muslim non-muslim everybody what like
2: Muslim organizations and non-muslim organizations I, mean, if I can use
1: that word you know yes yeah
2: and there was a photo opportunity at one stage And then everything died away. In the meantime, emotional, right, financial, but mostly emotional support, but also physical support to say, we are here, my sister. We are here, my daughter. We're going to stand with you. And don't worry if anything happens. So that's why I say we go back to the basic principles of Islam is, right, if Fatima had lost her job, right, she has got dependence. Yes. who is going to support her dependence?
1: You know, I was going to Absolutely. say, I mean, this is also just about why should somebody be denied the right to earn an income? Exactly. Why should somebody be told you can't have a job? It's weird.
2: And the Constitution tells you, you have a right to choose what and how you want to be employed.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll go for a quick ad break, then we can mm-hmm. continue. We are live back on air, assalamu alaikum, welcome back to Burning Issue with myself Aziz Kamaldin and shikran for all the WhatsApp messages by the way. Um, I just want to go to some of that, but before we do, um, please Shamila Ghani and activist, please continue talking about civil society and activism.
2: Yeah, I think as civil society, individuals that are involved in civil society organizations have become very selfish. Okay, Um, like I said, I work nationally in in various communities. That is my nine-to-five job. If it doesn't give a photo opportunity or name and fame, then uh, we won't touch it, right? What is sad for me is that here is a sister, right, that was strong enough to take on an institution that has got rules and unspoken, entrenched rules in an organization. And she was left out to hang on her own. But we have women's organization when, I can tell you, I come from the, I live in the north. I'm originally from here. When it comes to Ramadan in the north, we're going to have these young women getting up and fighting for space in, in a masjid. Here's a sister that needed your support. Right? But it only happens at a particular time. We have engaged with those organizations after the whole masjid issue and all of that. But there's broader issues. And this is a fundamental. If you choose not to wear hijab, that's your choice. You will answer for it. But here's a sister that wants to uphold important principles of Islam. And what do you do? You ignore it. Because I mean, it's, not, it's mm-hmm. not, let me put it this way, it's not the in thing. It is not uh, um, the fashion right now.
1: Globally, it's such a big thing though. Yes. In so many Western countries, Muslim women are fighting to wear the headscarf. Exactly. Um, so, you know, the, the other thing that I want to also say about it is, uh, interestingly, This was a very public case, so women's, I'm sorry, but like the women's groups that you talk about couldn't actually say that we didn't hear about it. Is that correct though?
2: That is correct. Correct. And that is why it's so sad. Because at the end of the day, it is going to affect the whole country and beyond Muslim women. But we want to stand up there and then say, we are feminists right we are women's groups there's a space for it if your women's group feeds people and that is your core business so be it but write a letter and say we support if your group does skills development or whatever It's fine. There's a space for each and everyone. But write a letter and say, we support Sister Fatima. Write it to the SANDF. Write it to the president. Not one such a thing happened. That's why I say after the hype died down, everybody disappeared. That was there. And it's sad. What is also sad is that our organizations that sits with the president, right? Muslim organizations that sits with the president on the religious forums and all of these things have they raised it once did they make how many public statements two three public statements why don't we we like i said each area each province has got their own organizations but why couldn't they come together and say this is one important issues our women needs needs this the constitution right gives us that right so why didn't they pull together and say, "Here we're going to support this sister, right? That stood on her own." Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, can can yeah. can I come in um, sure. and also just
3: um, one support what uh, the sisters so correctly articulated? And shukran for that because it makes us feel that we're actually not um, being ignored and, and, and not supported. The fact that you're not from the Western Cape any longer and you you articulating these views makes us feel less isolated. So shukran for the support and, and acknowledging Fatima and the strength that she, she has as a Muslim woman. But I also want to just add on to the issue of, yes, the sexiness of the case. Mm. Um, When it all broke out in the media, everyone wanted to talk to me and get to know who I am and why and how and to see Fatima. But it's about the sexy time. But when the nitty-gritty kicks in, you know, when you need a legal team and who's going to pay for the legal team, then everyone Mm. literally vanishes. Um, when Fatima has to meet um, me at court you expect you know other women in hijab and men in the tops they're all going to be there and that's just going to give you the confidence to continue then that isn't there so you're making valid points it's not supposed to be like that. We are supposed to be able to depend on our people within our communities, mm-hmm. and not only when the rain, you know, demolishes shacks and everybody comes out, or when it's Ramadan and it's going to be um, uh, um, um, Eid and everyone's sort of cooking food. You know, we need also during periods of strife like this. And you're right, the anxiety, the strife um, that that Fatima and her family, you know, was going through was unacceptable had other organizations not only the women's organisations, more you know organizations um, Islamic institutions sort of came out and and showed the support then there would have been a greater confidence you know um, in the organizations that that does exist I must say Samnet sent a lot of um, emails and letters of support and there were organizations that I can't remember their names in Durban and in Johannesburg that that sent um, messages of support.
1: Okay, I just want to say that I've received information that um, the Voice of the Cape uh, pr- producer of the show actually did reach out to the Muslim Judicial Council Women's Forum to be on the show, but they did not respond. Um, just coming back to the MJC, is there anything you wanted to add about well, the...
3: The manager of VOC musin Khan, um, he asked me to meet with the MJC because they wanted to know more about the case and then I met the entire executive of the MJC and they they indicated to me that they had, you know, been assisting Sister Fatima. But then when I examined what it is that they were trying to say to me, it was clear that Fatima wasn't being assisted. She had communicated her problem to them a long time ago, and they entered into a letter writing with the SANDF, and the SANDF basically ignored them. And Fatima was just left on her own. And after she was abandoned, the SNDF gave her a final written warning and then proceeded to charge her, and she still didn't receive any you know, support from our um, Islamic organizations and the um, MJC. So it was at that point when I escalated the case and blew it into the public domain. And I sought legal assistance. Then only they came in and said to me, but we were helping. And the issue is maybe there was a near or, uh, you know, an attempt to, um, you know, show interest. I don't know. But the SANDF showed the MJC absolute disrespect. They weren't interested yeah. in engaging I the mean, I mean, that,
1: something that comes out very clearly about how kind of activism in the Muslim, Muslim community, sorry, is that maybe we, we focus too much on putting Band-Aid, like give somebody a meal, we we'll fix the problem. Give no, somebody we
3: weak. We're weak and we're not committed and we don't focus. That is the problem. We disorganize, we don't focus, and only when something is sexy, you know, it's out in the public domain, then they step in. Had I not exploded the case in the manner in which I did, Fatima would not have received any Any assistance, assistance. any interest. Nobody would have, you know, stepped forward.
2: Nasima, if I can just add to that, is we are always reactive, never proactive. Perfect. Always reactive. And let me tell you that organizations can't say that they didn't know about it. There is a pop, not a pastor, sorry, a chaplain that is um, at base uh, based at the 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 SANDF, a Muslim chaplain, right? So. There is no, why didn't he report it to his authorities? Because he's placed there by a particular organization. Sure, sister for raising that. And your chaplain, if you look, even in correctional service, this happened during the time of Maulana Ehsan Hendricks at Worcester yes. with correctional services. And there already, I mean, yes. where is the policy that was supposed to be drafted?
1: Okay.
3: Yes. Let's also make sure
1: that we include our listeners in the show. We've got lots of WhatsApp messages that I do want to acknowledge. Listeners, you are also welcome to give us a call on the number 021-442-3530. Send us a WhatsApp to 72 Of course, the views expressed in the program are not the views of the voice of the Cape It's management to staff. Let's go to the WhatsApps. Listener 8264 says, okay, we've read that. Listener four. 359 says we as Muslims should be ashamed for not giving this pioneer support listener 3387 says may allah help everyone who is going through through that kind of difficulty you will get better. Inshallah. Uh, listener five nine five six says, hands up for Fatima Isaacs for standing up for a right. It happened to me as well in the retail where my own Muslim manager is told me to take my scarf and I refused. I told them uh, I told them no and they allowed yeah, anyway, we get the message. Um, it becomes a bit confusing. Um, listener 0449 says, Don't give up. Hold your head up high because you are blessed with beautiful, kind people that are helping you and you will win the case. While well, they have won the case. I know there's another case coming. So that's a Out for your next case, I guess. Uh, then another listener says, I want to know how I can get a recording of the interview. It's going to be on the internet. I'm sure you can go onto the Iona. Um Okay, Um, listener 1018 says, she must have been really unhappy at work, and this is woman abuse. That's what the listener says. And then listener 8691 says, we also have a Muslim judge who doesn't wear a headscarf, and what message does she send? Hmm. Okay. Listener 9964 says, May Allah grant Major Fatima to grow from strength to strength and she mustn't worry. We're all making du'a for her and she's in my du'a also. Mm. Okay. And then what else? Okay. Listener 9910 says, Sisters in studio, your Muslim organizations Okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know where that's going. Listener... 3832 says... Okay, shukran around for the messages. You are more than welcome to keep sending the messages. It's 072238 Unfortunately, some of the messages are not very clear, so I can't read all of them. You can also give us a call to 21 Nazima, the journey of um, the court case... Was there still discrimination during the court case? Is there something you can talk about? How was Fatima treated during the court case?
3: Well, on the three occasions we appeared, you know what happened at the last occasion. Where we had our legal team present, and at the first case, um, at the first sitting, no, she wasn't shown any disrespect. It was just a clinical administrative process. Um, the Colonel Malomo and you know his henchmen and women they absent themselves so they they not present she would just appear in front of the the judge and the prosecutor so it's very administrative and it takes about 5 10 15 minutes and then we are gone so we went through two of those processes the the SNDF and our brothers and sisters in Islam was very absent but a major media contingent, so that was our support. Yeah, but um, I'm talking
1: about at work. At work? What was the situation like during the I, court case?
3: It's it's mixed. I mean, prior to and during, she some people will show her a bit of sort of... Um, confidential support and they'll send her little messages but also she experienced um, disrespect and people um, questioning you know her wanting to wear a scarf and and still work there so at the beginning there was a little bit of strife um, some positive and some negative and then afterwards it sort of waned and I think currently she's not experiencing much negativity i think um and i hope that the sandf is you know learning a lesson and people in our community and in the broader south african uh, um you know um, communities and the context that we live in that people's eyes are going to be opened um, discrimination is a disease. It's an illness. We've struggled a long, long struggle to get where we are. We have we've lost Imam Harun and people like Steve Biko um, during the apartheid period. We cannot still, in 2020, be struggling with Fatima, who's a major, to you know, um, not be allowed to wear um, a hijab. And in fact the situation is so bad that she faced it wasn't even a hijab that she was wearing it was a tiny little duk under her beret the beret was hiding the duk and even that was found to be unacceptable so to me it's the issue of discrimination but also the issue of in my view very, very sort of Islamophobic in the tendency that I believe um, exists within the SANDF. Uh, And Uh, just one quick
1: other question about the workplace, just (laughs) if you can continue. Was any action taken against the Molome? What's his
3: name? Um, Colonel Malomo. I, in my deliberations um, with the chaplain general, requested very openly that one of the my requirements then because our talks were very informal so they would put on the table what it is they wanted and we would put on the table what we wanted and my request to him very directly was and I made it public that Mulomo should be transferred out of that um, military to alternatively be charged and disciplined because he brought the SANDF into disrepute
1: Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, what happens very often in that kind of situation is, and as listener 2247 says, the opinion of the listener is that it's a personal vendetta. I mean, what very often happens is that very often a manager in that situation would still try to get rid of the employee, Well, you know, we, I mean, yeah, are you watching this kind yeah, of…
3: Yeah, Z, we experienced, you know, legal people. I've got 30 years in 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 labor. I've been in the CCMA for 18 years. I've been in the trade union movement for 11 years. That is what we know. And Fatima, if she was able to, she would have told you. that. Is the first thing that we discussed watch your back conduct yourself appropriately we took her through the whole labor thing and then we have the legal resources center with the criminal and and you know so she was covered legally and she's still covered legally so yes we understood that there was a possibility of victimization of harassment and we would then still have brought more charges and issues against them we would have taken them through the labor court whether it was for victimization whether it was for harassment so we're not done you know and our will call at the very beginning and it still is hands of Fatima Isaacs
2: yeah I wanted to add to that if you look at the time spent right it's state funds um, on the case it's tax money so yes. it's frivolous spending yes so where is the um, what you call this the auditor general to look at these matters yes. um, if you calculate the amount of people that spend time on this case Say so it's your judge your your prosecutor and flying in from pretoria pretoria all of those things agreed. i mean that should be part of his disciplinary I um, charges is squandering frivolously spending of state money because but not also that whoever had agreed that this is a case should also be disciplined Because the person from, if you look at, I know I've been uh, really out of the (laughs) training movement for a long time, but still, if you look at all those aspects, it should have been thrown out in the first place.
3: In fact, sister, it should not even have been raised. She should never have been charged. She should never have been given the final written warning in the manner absolutely incorrect legal manner in which he served uh, with the with the final but Nazima, you see but that, the point yeah. that the sister's making is perfect yeah why are they not or we should question how come you are not holding your generals your chaplain and colonels to account
1: especially since the outcome has been that the employee can wear the headscarf.
2: Not only that. It was withdrawn. The case was withdrawn. It means that there wasn't a case. Thank you. Now, the sisters put it very
3: eloquently. There wasn't a case. They withdrew the charges. They were frivolous charges. But over and above that, the reason why we're saying they should be taking disciplinary action against people within the SNDF for what they put Fatima through was because they acted outside of the Constitution, And the Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. And it is therefore that we're taking the matter further because we need to set precedent in the country once and for all. Sorry, can I just... Sorry, I know you have to wrap up.
1: No, we have to go for an ad break. We can't continue after the ad break. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Izid Kamaldin, and Sharmila, please feel free to continue.
2: Yeah, Um, what I wanted to mention was that our Muslim organizations, I'm not bad-mouthing any individual, what I'm saying is we have weak organizations. If they had, and like we have said before, there was no case, they should have brought it to the attention. It was in the media that they had engaged with the Minister, with all of this. It should not have even gone thus far to put Fatima through the stress and the anxiety that she's been through. If they had addressed it at that level, there was subsequent to all of these things happening and um, her being notified of a disciplinary and all of that, there was a meeting with the President where everybody took nice voters can't you pull the president and the minister aside and say we have got this problem there is no case here can we have a discussion around this Mm -hmm. are we brave enough to do that I'm not saying I'm brave enough but we must be honest is it just pleasantries or are you working in the interest we need to start holding our leadership accountable we must remember in Islam there is no Pope there is no pastor and priest, right? When you step off your member, you are an ordinary member of the society and we give you that respect, right? Mm-hmm. So that is what you, you must work in the interest of your community. You want to build the Muslim community. If we look at worldwide, where is Muslims and Islam sitting right now? This is just a reflection of the leadership that we have So globally, we are in turmoil because of the leadership and we must hold them accountable. If we can't hold them accountable, you sit on your Muslim and then you say, Ya Allah, I am complaining to you. You deal with him. You deal with him. Why can't we protect? If we say Islam says the man is the protector of the woman, so why don't you stay, stand up to protect a woman to wear a hijab which has been prescribed for her? You know, sister, I must shock
3: you and shock uh, um, you, Yazid. There was one instance, and I'm glad that you're saying it because it, it makes me remember um, a, an interview that was conducted on SAFM where a sheikh actually said, and it shocked the socks off me when the sheikh said he can understand why the SANDF has got a problem with the scarf. Because a military is about discipline and they have their own culture. So they don't want the uniform to look Untidy and And so on And then after the interview You know I tried to call in Because I wanted to fix this um, Issue and this wrong Perception and input Then a revert I think Living in Johannesburg Called in and corrected the issue and was quite angry and said, You know, I'm a revert and my take on the issue in the SANDF on this case, uh, you know, um, is very different. And the Quran requires the sister to, to wear, you know, uh, it's not a nicety and it's got nothing to do with the um, color or style. It's a, it's a duty as a Muslim. And our leadership should talk from that basis first. And not, you know, um, because they have a good relationship with the SANDF and so on, enter into into sort of an understanding. They
2: understand why it's done. You can't understand because it's wrong. Mm -hmm. But I I also want to say beyond that, these are Muslim chaplain, right? Why is the Muslim chaplain on the base? That's a good question. SANDF pays that Muslim chaplain. Right for a service to the Muslims on that base. Absolutely. It is his duty to have dealt with this long ago. That is what they get paid for, to provide a service to, um, to the Muslims on the base.
3: Absolutely. And since I handled this case from the start till today, that chaplain hasn't said one word to me, not a question, not a word.
1: You're asking more questions and there aren't answers.
2: So, the, yeah. uh, you see, when you're deployed, all right, and I believe he was deployed by the, a Muslim organization that is in charge in, in the Western Cape, don't you hold your people accountable? Don't they report to you? Where's their performance management? Mm-hmm.
0: How mm-hmm.
2: do you rate their performance? Or is it when you're appointed? It's a lifetime thing. So how do you rate the service that's been given to the Muslims on that base? And that is what we, I mean, these are all the questions that we need to
3: ask. But I
2: want to come back to the Muslim Women's Organization. Uh, Sorry, let's put it, Muslim Women's Organizations in South Africa. What role are they playing? Where were they? Where were all of them? What role are they playing to provide support beyond just Sister Fatima? Yes. We have serious social issues in our country, right? We have just
1: a few more minutes left. I really want to go to some more of the WhatsApp messages because people are sending feedback. Let's hear what they have to say. Um, Listener 8021 says, um, that man wants a job for his cronies. She is so outstanding he can't take it. Then um, listener 5639 says that guy doesn't have any idea about Islam, um, you know that's just another opinion of course. And then listener 8691 says I agree that the ANC Women's League missed the golden opportunity here to voice support for the Major yes. and our President should have done something as his party professes to live by our yes. democratic constitution. And then also listener 2247 says, maybe that guy felt threatened by the major Fatima. And then 4359 says, this is another example of racism. Yes. The man should legally be charged with racism. I mean, these are all things that people actually do. They do charge other people with discrimination, you know, like it happens.
3: Yes, he should be disciplined.
1: And then, okay, let's see what else is going on here. Um, listener 0115 wants to know, when is the case going to the Equality Court?
3: We will inform people we don't have a date yet.
1: Okay. Uh huh. Um, and then let's see. Okay, listener 6180 also believes that too many people are abandoning Muslim women's rights. And then listener 7822 says... Um, wow, this is a really long message. It's too long. Um, let's see. Women should... Okay, yeah, this message is all over the place. I am going i can't go through that now. Let's wrap up. Um, closing remarks. Let's, we have about three or four minutes left.
2: I want to quickly say that a lot of people have looked at remarks and that, uh, that um, Sister Fatima shouldn't be there, she shouldn't work, blah, 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 blah. Who will support the family in the day and age that we, if we can't even have moral support from organizations that we expect, who's going to to, to, to look after a family, right? Um, And these are the things, we need to start talking about this, because we can't walk with our head in the sand all the time. We need to look at how our communities are, are working, there are lots of issues, but the thing is that people must step up to the plate and take responsibility for their communities. Mm-hmm. And stop looking for for um moments we you know you in the photo with this one and that one. We have serious isu- issues and people must um organizations must stop start stepping up to the plate and that is for women's organizations also. We can't be sitting in workshops and 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 all of that there's a place for all of that but there's also a place to provide support where it's needed. Shukran so much.
1: Shukran, Closing remarks Nazima?
3: Well firstly I want to say shukran to the sister who came in and gave gave us support. Um, Shukran to Fatima for being the amazing sister in Islam that she is, to VOC um, and all the journalists who assisted us in breaking the story to all the other media, and also um, to everyone who played, you know, even if it was a small role in, in assisting us, and in, in particular to the Legal Resources Center. The struggle continues, as they say, a luta continua. Um, I think Fatima and her family is probably a little bit more at ease and because now we have direction and I think shukran to Allah for giving us the strength, the guidance, the power to, to get to where we are and for all the du'as people have been making. Shukran.
1: Well, shukran to all our guests for making this evening show very interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you do stay tuned to Voice of the Cape, I'm sure there'll be updates on the Equality Court case. There'll be updates on what's going to happen next with Major Fatima Isaacs. And yeah, from myself, Ezekiel then enjoy the rest of the evening with Voice of the Cape. Assalamualaikum.